to the Basic Income Podcast. I'm Owen Poindexter. And I'm Jim Pugh. Some interesting news in the basic income space that came out a couple months back is a new program in Germany, which is designed to better understand and to showcase what might happen if people living there who had fallen into unemployment were given a less paternalistic approach to the support that they received. So I got to speak with Helena Steinhaus, who is the founder and manager of Sanctions Free, which is the organization running this trial, which effectively removes these sanctions around unemployment benefits for anyone receiving it for 250 people in Germany. So here's Owen's conversation with Helena on the Basic Income Podcast. Helena, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Owen. So let's just start with the German social safety net to begin with, just to ground our listeners a little bit. So the general impression we have in the U.S. of European countries is that they have very generous social programs, at least compared to ours, namely that healthcare is free or very affordable and that there are strong public education programs. Would you say that's accurate for Germany? And is there anything you would add to fill out that picture? I would say it's accurate in comparison to the U.S. probably and many other parts of the world. But still, um, in Germany, poverty has grown within the last 15 years, especially. And um, those who are poor live under the constant threat to be financially sanctioned and also through that to fall below breadline. And this also includes the threat to lose health insurance. So the basic security system is used as a means to correct people, not to secure them. And I think this this really needs, needs to change. And also health insurance is um, not cheap, but it's mandatory. So if you're employed, the company that employs you has to pay for it. And also if you are on benefits, the benefits include the health insurance. And uh, regarding the school system, it is still a system that divides children into classes, more or less, very early in their lives, I think at the age of nine or 10. And this division will form the future of that child and is very much connected to um, whether it was born in a rich or a poor family. So I think to sum it up, is um, if you're a rich or middle class uh, born person, it is very likely, or parent, it is likely that your, your children will be the same. But if you're poor or low educated, which is of course not always connected, it is very likely that your children will also be poor or lower educated. So, and moving specifically to unemployment benefits, um, could you just give us a brief overview of the Hartsphere system? Yeah, Hartsphere is, um, I would say, very important is that uh, it is based on false assumptions, um, which is that people who receive Hartsphere are lazy and they can only be motivated um, through pressure. And this pressure comes in form of sanctions, financial sanctions. And um, on Hartsphere and unemployment is a, is a heavy stigma. Nobody wants to have it or uh, to talk about it. Sounds like an illness. <laughs> and it's the least sexy topic you can talk about in Germany, so to say. So um, the regular amount for a grown-up is 460 euro, which is very little to live on. And the thing is that um, only 1.5 million people are actually unemployed. Many of those who depend on that money do have jobs, but they don't meet the financial um, need. And many others raise children or care for family members who are sick or are children or yeah, children in school. 
yeah, it's definitely a really difficult situation as soon as you receive heart sphere. I see. Um, so th that brings us to what your group, which I will not attempt the German, I'll just call it Sanctions Free, is the English uh, translation. Uh, so your group, Sanctions Free, is piloting a program in which 250 people will have any penalties uh, associated with heart sphere for, say, missing an interview or a training. Um, they'll have those penalties immediately reimbursed, effectively making the benefits unconditional. Uh, first, is that an accurate description of the program? And then you can get into how this will work and what the motivation is behind it. Yes, that's accurate. And um, the motivation behind it is to get um, scientific proof of our assumption that the pressure that, that comes with heart sphere doesn't motivate people but it creates uh, fear and demotivation. And um, yeah, we believe that especially the financial pressure that lies on those people is something that we can change as a society. And yeah, we want to find out what happens when we remove the pressure from the pressure of sanctions from those people. Got it. And, and you said you want to prove this point. How will you study the results of, of this trial? Um, we will conduct um, questionnaires. We're not sure how often, but probably two every two months. And the University of Bupatal will do it for us. Like um, the work psychology, the Schumpeter School of Business and Economics, and they will do it for us. And you're also tracking another 250 people, so you'll have a, a control group, essentially. Yeah, of course. So this program echoes the one that is wrapping up in Finland. Uh, was the Finnish trial a key inspiration for you? Um, not really, but um, we, I, I really like the Finnish approach. It even goes a bit further because in Finland, uh, those people were also able to work and keep uh, the money that they earned. We can't do that because we have no, no way to hack the system like that. They, they had uh, political support. We don't. So, um, uh, and also our, our inspiration is, I would say, our own work because we've been working in the field for three years and we, uh, during those years, we have um, worked with lawyers and people who are sanctioned and we, yeah, we replace sanctions since then and um, the feedback that we get is super positive and it shows us that we definitely need to change this sanction system. So, um, and because politicians won't act, we think it makes sense to deliver scientific proof of our work. Yeah, and you, you just mentioned you're you're already working with some people. Um, basically, is, is it using this exact same same model where they have their sanctions reimbursed? Is it with twenty five people? This is twenty five people, but that's a specific group. Who have this um, like a, a Hearts Plus insurance, I would say, but there's like many more people who come uh, through our online platform on which they can object sanctions online and then get in touch with our lawyers and get financial support from us. So this is our daily business basically. And then we have this 25 people who we insured for one year and ask questions during that time and they give very positive feedback as well. What did you learn from, from those 25 people? Uh, we learned that um, I think five or six were sanctioned in that time, but all of them say that they have a very like 
positive feeling compared to the feeling without the insurance because um because i think the the possibility to be sanctioned is always there even even if there's no sanction imposed really so it is a, a very strong emotional thing this um punishment through taking away the like the basic security of people mm-hmm. so a lot of the the benefits are, are psychological more than financial so i think uh, the on on the other hand we have a extremely strong psychological impact if we meet people with trust and positive um uh, i don't know assets so is is there a, a political goal here uh once you know assuming that the the trial with 250 people goes as well as the one with 25 people to uh, create political pressure to um, restructure heart's fear toward unconditional cash so i guess so we can we can definitely have success political su- success because the debate is growing and getting stronger at the moment and more and more politicians speak out for sanction free um benefits so i hope that the program can undermine the the arguments that are already there and yeah just give objective proof more or less so that it's easier to change the politics Got it. And and are you entirely focused on heart sphere or are there other programs uh, or trials with other benefits perhaps that you'd be interested in doing something similar with? It would be interesting, but I don't think we have the capacity. We're really few people. <laughs> but I would love to because there's other benefits that people who are not able to work anymore receive and also retirement benefits that are really unjust. It would be interesting to to have more trials in those benefit areas, but we can't do it, unfortunately. Got it. And uh, moving more broadly to the idea of basic income, um, how would you characterize the the basic income conversation in Germany? Is this something that people are talking about? Yes, um, more and more during the last few years. And I think, if I remember it right, around sixty percent of the people are open to the idea but i guess the question of the financial feasibility is not answered yet and not clear in like in the society and in people's mind so there's still still a lot to do i see yeah and do you feel like if the financial question was was settled in a way that people were were satisfied with that you know they knew where the money was coming from and and they were okay with that um, do you think that would pretty much clear the way for basic income or are there other significant barriers you would, you would add? I think there are still other significant barriers. For example, the, like the, I call it black pedagogy that is, um, existed in the benefit system. So as long as we don't allow people to, to live without threatening their, their basic financial security we cannot uh, as a society move forward to a basic income i think that's that's a significant point that we need to overcome and that's one reason why we we as um, sanctionsfrei do the study because our vision of course is the basic income but we assume that as a society we're not ready as long as we still sanction unemployed or 
yeah, poor people. Yeah, in, in the U.S., it's similar. There's both, you know, some some issues with our current benefits programs, but also quite a lot of stigma around the people who are receiving those benefits. And there's yeah, stigma's heavy here too. That was Owen speaking with Helena Steinhaus on the Basic Income podcast. So, one thing that I found fascinating there is that this approach that Sanctions Free is taking seems to exist in a different space than we normally think about pilots and programs around basic income. Typically, when, when I hear people throw out ideas or, or work on projects around how we move basic income forward, it's either a private, entirely private solution where you're doing some pilot to test out what might an entirely new governmental policy look like, or you're actually pushing directly for new policy and saying, oh, let's figure out what legislation will actually allow us to do something. This is actually taking the existing programs and it's really hacking them. It's, it's effectively eliminating these uh, penalties and, and these fines that get attached to the program that exists today in a way of effectively transforming it into an unconditional program. And so it's not an entirely private scheme and it's not, it's not policy change. It is just something in between that potentially has huge potential to be able to translate directly into changes if it's shown to be successful. Yeah, and you, you can make the case that this is more of fixed to an existing program as opposed to something where we're, we're doing a full basic income. This is working within the existing system and you know, perhaps the German government, politicians in Germany, could get the idea, if not to implement a full basic income from this, but hey, this works better. These people have better outcomes. And so we can make one fix to the existing program and that moves us forward. It's a positive step, whether or not that leads to a basic income, at least it leads to more unconditional benefits. Right, and as you say, maybe this is a more achievable change than pushing for something radical. But I think at the same time, recognizing that were that change to happen, if they're successful here, that is a big step that if, if they can effectively be pushing back on the paternalistic views that seem baked into the German social safety net, that may be eliminating or at least weakening a pretty massive barrier to, to pushing something big. Sure. And obviously, as we've talked about so many times, that is maybe the psychological hurdle that we have to get over to start accepting something like a basic income more broadly in this country. And yeah, it's just a very unique approach, as you were saying, that this is a fix to the existing benefit system, but it's not waiting for the politicians. It's not saying, hey, please fix this. It's, it's just going ahead and fixing it for these 250 people. And then, you know, it's up to the political system to try to implement that further. But it's a nice combination of in the system, but not waiting for the system. I also thought it was quite interesting to see the parallels that exist between obstacles that we face here in the U.S. And, and the ones they seem to be facing in Germany. I think oftentimes when we think about paternalism, when we think about attachment to work, at least for me, those are things where I ascribe to really being tied to the American condition. And so I don't necessarily assume that in Europe that we would see parallels. But, but it does seem like for the paternalism question at least that that is at least as strong over there as it is here. And so as, as we try to grapple with that and, and think about ways to, to take it on, I think 
there may be lots of opportunities to think about how the things we learn can be shared between our continents. Absolutely. That'll do it for this episode of the Basic Income Podcast. Thank you to our producer, Eric Davidson. Please tell your friends and your family and anyone else who you like about this podcast. And please rate us and review us on iTunes or the podcast service of your choice. It helps other people find the show. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.